you're welcome welcome back to without condition podcast long with time your no talk long time long time <laughs> with your co-host chris and i prefer he them pro he him pronoun let's say he them <laughs> <laughs> and this is jess i prefer they them pronouns how are you all doing how are your weeks been we got busy again yep we are hoping Blame life will slow down <laughs> not the baby i know because they can't defend themselves right now so yeah it's definitely been a busy couple of weeks again we yeah. haven't had time to sit down and record so we're gonna try to figure out another schedule that can work for us to record because the last couple weeks have been insane for sure <clears throat> but feeling good how you feeling today i'm feeling good man um relaxed calm feel a little hungry yeah but that's about it how you feeling i feel good i want the rain to go away what's wrong with the rain nothing wrong with the rain it's very cleansing but like it's basically the end of may so like i needed this like a month ago you know like yeah april showers may flowers not may showers june, june flowers. flowers you don't hear that thing. no i'm just enjoying the 60s of course you are. Because next week is going to be like 80, 90, just childish weather. Buns out, buns out. <sighs> you know the vibes. I'm trying to be in a bubble coat. The hell? Bubble coat season is over. Not for this guy. Yeah. yeah it is. Yeah, it unfortunately. is. Unfortunately. Exactly. Well, yeah. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about intentional parenting. Ooh. And so what, how this topic came up was because we were talking about, well, I follow I Heart Erica on Instagram um, and her and Eb did, I don't know if it was a podcast or like a documentary or a docuseries, um, but basically it was about how um, queer folks don't have any choice when it comes to parenting other than to be intentional about it. Unlike people who are hetero um or who have reproductive systems to like produce a baby fairly easily um because it takes a lot of work and effort um for like queer and trans couples to like reproduce Mm -hmm. and i was like that's really good like a really good thing because even though chris and i obviously planned this baby we were very intentional on purpose about like we were very intentional about like planning our baby and like making sure that we felt good about like what we were bringing the baby into, or at least I know for me, I was like, cause Chris has wanted a baby like since forever. And I was like, no baby, not until we do certain things, you know? So I wanted to talk about like our journey to like figuring out what kind of parents we wanted to be our journey into like how we are intentionally parenting even before we have the baby, because parenting starts before you have kids. Right. Yeah. And then like, talking more or talking a little bit about like how we plan on parenting, but then like how we're making sure to parent ourselves right now and like what that's look like for us. So yeah, that was how the topic came up. That was cool. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I was just going to say it's really, it's a really interesting topic too, because to think about like people who um, are like hetero couples, right? Like there's a man and a woman penis and vagina kind of thing. Right. Um, people reproduce without thinking about like what it means to be a parent, you know, and there's this, uh, I was listening to a podcast, um, 
Evian and Shan were talking about um, how a lot of parents have babies because they want a baby, not an adult. And so like nothing about their kids in like a way that they're going to grow up and be like their own beings with their own like opinions and beliefs and like retrospects and like all that kind of thing. And so that was really interesting too, to think about, you know, because a lot, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think my parents necessarily had the idea of like my kid's going to grow up and like be their own being. Yeah. You know, like I think that, I think when they procreated, they, well, one were teenagers. Mm -hmm. And then by the time they got to me, I'm the youngest of four. I think when they, when they got to me, it was like another baby. We know what to do. Yeah. You know, but like, they had already done like the teenage parenting, go to high school, figure out your life kind of thing. And they were kind of like, let's figure out how we can actually live for ourselves while she, while like, taking care of a kid too at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now I think my dad's really good with like different differentiating that like my kids are adults. So like they can do certain things that like adults do. Right. Like my dad's like, go ahead and curse in front of me. It's fine. Or like, you know, we can get drunk with our dad or whatever, you know, but mm-hmm. like, I feel like my mom is still struggling with the idea that like we're not her babies anymore. Yeah. You know, like we're actually like, even though we have like our own, we have like partners and like spouses and are like obviously like adults. But like, I think in my mom's head, it's kind of hard to like picture that her kids like actually grew up and that they aren't like little babies anymore. You know, just like my mom, every time, every time I say something and she's explaining the story to somebody else, she'd be like, Chris said, "Mommy, <laughs> like you when sound have just I like called her. You? When when ha- when the last time I called you, mommy? <laughs> and it'll be like the most recent. Like he'd be like, yeah, Chris called me last week. And he was like, mommy, how you doing? And it's like, now you know, right now <laughs> you, you didn't know, know Chris did not call I, you mommy. I didn't. I did not call you no dang old mommy. But it's your mom is so. I used to call you mom, mom so or mama. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, mommy. It is when the, the last funniest time I thing." Mommy? It is the funniest thing. <laughs> okay, let's um let's get into it. Ooh, I'm a- no. No. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, awesome. Um so I guess we can start with like how we prepared how we parented ourselves before we decided to conceive. What it what's your take on that? What do you think that we did or like implemented before we decided to become parents? How are we intentional about our going into parenting before conception i mean first and foremost um our biggest thing was healing you know what i'm saying even though you're still healing and so am i we're still yeah trying to figure out what works what worked for us and what what and what would work for our kids yeah and how we will approach different situations and all of that stuff so yeah i mean um I think it's going to be pretty, pretty awesome because it's like we, and then not only us doing it, we we see other people and how they parent. Yeah. And we, we look at that and it's like, oh yeah, that's not what we want to do when we parent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what's another way that we can go ab- about that without doing that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So either we looking it up or we listen to, you listen to a podcast and the answers your question you know what i'm saying yeah. so what about you yeah i think um healing was really big on it but i think too before like 
before we even thought about like having a family, I think we made a decision to like, I was like, I don't like birth control. Let's get off of that. Oh, okay, yeah. Sap. Uh, and, and I, I had remember, a whole routine too, but yeah, I remember like going to Chris and being like, I don't want to be on birth control anymore, but like, I don't want a kid. So, and he was like, okay, we'll figure it out. And I was like, okay, bet. Cool. No birth control. Right. And I haven't been on birth control for a good amount of time. It's yeah. Since like what? 2016. No. 2015. Not 2015. 2015. 2015. Like mid so, freshman year. No, that would be sophomore year. No, like you got off of it like after. I've been birth control for two years. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, 2015. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on birth control for two years, and then I like brought it up to Chris, and I was like, "Yo, bro, no more of this." So what we gonna do? And he was like, "Cool, we'll pull out." <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean that's that's the truth, um, and and we did consistently, and that mm-hmm. was our <laughs> our birth control, um, because birth control was a bitch, so like it wasn't for us, and it, obviously it worked, yeah. you know, um, for us for a very long time, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not I'm not I'm not condoning the pull out method, <laughs> do what works best for you and your partner, yeah, um, but like <laughs> it gets hard in the paint, man, Christopher, um, so. <laughs> so we we did that that was like our first i think conscious like intentional (laughs) pre-parenting thing yeah um and then obviously as like i talked about like how i started going to therapy in 2015 as well later in 2015 um that was something that was obviously on our minds um and then i think too we were focused on like um being in the spot to like feel like we could have kids you know like Obviously, mentally preparing to have a kid was a big part of like our journey to decide mm-hmm. to conceive. But like, also like our relationship, we I think at one point we talked about this last time, but like we were kind of like masking. Or well, I was, I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like for a long time I was like masking in, my, in our relationship, where I was like, you know, like I want to eat myself, but like maybe I shouldn't yet. Like maybe it's not time. Yeah. And I feel like because I had caught up a lot of myself under like my traumas, it was hard for me to just be me yeah and like who is jessica really if like they're not traumatized mm-hmm. what does that even mean you know and like figuring yeah. figuring out that and then like doing it so i feel like we also had a thing where we were kind of like let's make sure like we're actually good like individually and together on like all levels yeah you know what i'm saying and then i i think Another layer of this is like also coming into like my own spirituality, my own like what I deem a healthier lifestyle for myself, which mm-hmm. I think helped for me to promote like a better like um understanding of myself, I guess. Yeah. We could say. Like understanding that like without journaling and meditation, Jessica, you are nothing. You know, like without a routine, you are nothing. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, knowing Especially now that I'm pregnant, like knowing that my body is like, I need a vegetable ASAP or I'm going to give you a headache. Like, that's also really cool Yeah. to be able to understand like what my body needs. Um, and I understood that before I got pregnant, but now it's obviously like amplified now that I am pregnant. So, yeah, that's what I think about like us preparing for parenting ourselves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, like I said, and like, 
maybe a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. Well, the episode that we announced that we were pregnant. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this, this, and this until we're into these situations where I know that we'll be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I wasn't going to propose until we were out my mom's spot. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to have a kid until we were in, we were in the house. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Because renting sucks, bro. Yeah. I hated renting, man. Especially with inflation now. It's kind of wild. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I'm glad we really stuck with that plan. And because look where we're at now. You know what I'm saying? In the house. Yeah. Cars, job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's really cool. And I, it, obviously, be, we don't have to worry about moving in a year or renewing yeah. a lease. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and I mean, it obviously aligned, right? Because, like, I know I knew nothing about birth, you know, before we got pregnant. <laughs> well, yeah. that's not true. I was a doula. But, like, before my family got pregnant, like, my siblings got pregnant, that's where I, like, all of my background on birth really started mm-hmm. and then obviously like from there we've expanded it and now here we are with me understanding all the things about taking charge of your pregnancy being intentional about your birth choices you know mm-hmm. so which you've been doing great by the way like they be like dang i forgot to eat my brazil nut today Go right downstairs, eat the Brazilian nut. It's a Brazilian nut, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Like. Yeah. I'm glad I ain't got the 3 a.m. cravings yet, though. Yeah. It's been a very simple pregnancy. Jesus, yo. <laughs> it's been a Imagine very simple waking pregnancy. Imagine up at 3 a.m. Yeah. Going to go get bologna. I don't know why something. you keep choosing you know bologna of all things. Because <laughs> you're going you to crave something. I'm not going to want bologna. I we promise you. We will see. Uh, but yeah, speaking of that, because it was so different, I think it was it was more intentional because mm-hmm. like I was vegetarian prior to getting pregnant, um, and I was planning on going vegan before we decided to try. Um, but like I don't know, it I wanted to have a vegan pregnancy so bad, like this one. Mm-hmm. But I was like, girl, you do not know what the hell you're doing. You go, you you gonna kill yourself and that baby no, trying facts. to be vegan. Like I watched, I watched all these videos with all these people who are vegan. Mm-hmm. And I think we watched a couple like together. Eight recipes and was like, damn, what yeah. else are we gonna cook? <laughs> exactly. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm gonna eat regular. You know, if I'm craving some chicken, I'm gonna eat some chicken. If I'm like, damn, some salmon sounds good, I'm gonna go ahead and eat the salmon. Like I'm not about to restrict myself while I'm pregnant. I saw um, you eating riblets yesterday, so please don't lie on the podcast <laughs> again. You'll <laughs> be just like Lauren. Man, um, shout out to Q. Q was like, um, yeah, um, you be uh, cooking ribs on the grill, huh? Yeah, I listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Q for listening, man. Um, so I think I think that when it came to like being deciding like what kind of food I would indulge in while pregnant. Um, watching all of those videos, if you go to YouTube and you type in like vegan pregnancy supplements, these people are like probably like 2013. I think there's one from 2019, but like Mm -hmm. they have like a very strict, intense regimen. Like they have like every supplement in the book. They got a vitamin D, B12 complex, C, a b magnesium calcium zinc literally every supplement in the world and it got a prenatal 
a, a lot. Oh, okay. I'm about to say you got to drink a lot of water taking all that. Yeah, you have to. But like, that's a lot. And I mean, one one of the people were like, you know, this is my second pregnancy and the book is vegan. So like, I feel better. And I'm like, I get that. But like, damn, that's a lot of supplements to take. That's a fact. You know, so like. Just eat some chicken. No. Go ahead. Just put it on the grill for a little bit. No. Smoke it. That is not the same thing. Oh, okay. It's not. I'm sorry. Yeah, at all. When when people make choices to like be vegan, I think that some of them are really sitting around like, you know, food, saving saving animals, things like that. Yeah. So you can't just say eat some chicken. Which is really good about fighting provider. Which brings me to the next point. Anyways, I'm rambling now about vegan pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um so I think being intentional like Chris was saying about like me being pregnant, um, there are obviously things that like I know about from being a doula when it comes to like providers, support, all the things that you like need, I guess, when it comes to like being a pregnant person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously food was a big one for me. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to restrict myself while I'm pregnant. I don't trick myself before. So like, I'm not going to start now. Um, and then I think like the next thing was a provider. And so the first, I come with, the first doctor's appointment we went to, um chris didn't like the nurse nope so didn't and he was super vocal about that <laughs> and he was like this is how it's like all the time and i'm like yeah like we we had an ultrasound and the nurse didn't like say like this is your kid she didn't say like this is your uterus like these are your ovaries like there was nothing like that charlie there was, was just mute just yeah just on, looking on the clicking stomach, away boom 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 i'm like yo yeah <laughs> what's that she's like oh 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 no nah, no nah. <laughs> <You better> say- <laughs> <laughs> like nah what, what is all that man like you know what yeah. I'm saying? like we for we it's it's our first time i right. want the full experience right we paying for this right <laughs> so <laughs> not, not the full experience what it is what's up yeah you know what i mean so we we obviously weren't going to the doctor office anyway we were going to midwife regardless um but like I think before that, Chris maybe understood more, like, one, how it is going to the doctor's office, um, being someone with a, with a uterus. And then I think, two, like, understanding the importance of, like, knowing what's going on and, like, asking questions in, like, the doctor's office because they didn't say anything until we were like, so what's that? No, What facts. are you looking at? I, liked it. I was like, <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. I don't remember exactly everything, but I I know for sure there were cysts on my heat. ovaries. Yeah, it was some heat behind it though. Yeah, and I, I was like, I, said. I think we I think we were talking. We were looking at the the like sonogram. That's the right word, I think. And I remember like she showed my ovary, and uh, I was like, "What's what? Like the ovary's not split, is it?" And she's like, "Um, oh, you have a couple cysts on your ovaries." And I'm like, "Okay," and. What about him? And I think Chris came in afterwards and was like, "Well, you won't gonna say nothing." <laughs> and I was like, "I was uh, mad, bro." I was like, okay, like, yeah. Not gonna say nothing, like you know what I'm saying. You don't know. We don't know if that's not like bad or something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So to be clear, they aren't bad. In case people are like wondering or worried, they're yeah, not bad. I just ain't know. Yeah, we I mean, didn't you, know. You wouldn't know if they wouldn't just say it, right? Uh, so I think that like when it comes to having a provider or finding a provider is really big for us. Have a midwife for one. Um, but also with me, shout out to Kim. She's the best. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think also with me being like considered overweight based on the BMI scale, which is already bullshit as we all know. Um, 
but like the doctor that we saw at first was like yeah glucose test now at seven weeks and then one again when you're 20 and potentially one later on in the pregnancy and i was like you got me fucked up for what i've never had a history of diabetes at all so like what why and i think when i'm when we decided to find a midwife it was like big for me to find one who was like i don't care about your weight as long as you're healthy like you know my vitals have always been good at the doctor's office so i'm not yep. sure why like you think now i should be taking diabetes tests you know mm-hmm. and i know that it can manifest differently obviously it's not just based on weight when you're pregnant but like you know if something doesn't sit right with you with you and a provider like know that you know yeah um there's also a website called leapfrog.com um which has like all of the stats for all the hospitals on like their cesarean rates, their like vaginal birth rates, things like that as well. Um, but as a doula, obviously I know like what hospitals are good to go or not based on like my client and their experiences at these hospitals, which has I think been helpful for me as well, being a doula. Um, and then also finding a doula who one obviously supports me and my pronouns, but then two understands that like as a doula I have a certain way of like being in labor or like that i would like to be in labor you know that you can't predict how you're in labor but like mm-hmm. i would the, the quality care that i give as a doula i want someone to give that to me when i'm pregnant and i don't know anyone else other than our doula who can give that yeah. um and then obviously support or supporting christopher as well um because like i don't want you to have to walk in and feel like you need to do all the support like chris is absolutely involved in the pregnancy in every way so like i want to make sure mm-hmm. you when 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 Chris is like, I have a question, you just answer it, you know, or like you don't show up like, well, Jess knows everything and they're the pregnant person. So like, we're good, you know, like, no, treat me like I'm a first time parent with my partner because that's what I am, you know? Yep, 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 um, yep, yep. So we were also very intentional about like our birthing team um, and like obviously the food that we're putting into our bodies. We're very intentional about like keeping me up on my like routines and my water and so right now I'm taking three supplements. Well, five technically. I'm I'm on your water, but Granny more on your water. Yeah, Granny do be on my water. <laughs> um, um, and then I'm taking five supplements. Not really supplements, but like five supplements you could just say. And then obviously I have my prenatal as well, and then the Brazil nut that Chris was talking about earlier. Um, what, and what's the uh factors or the benefits of a Brazil nut for people that don't know. Um, Brazil nuts are good for selenium, which is a vitamin that you need or nutrient that you need rather. It's really good for baby's brain health. Um, and also just for your overall like bodily functioning thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of as important as vitamin D mm-hmm. from what I found, at least in the research, especially as a pregnant person. Um, Brazil nuts are like 12 bucks on Amazon. I know Amazon's problematic, but like, um, it's a little convenient. I don't know where else you can buy them like in store. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's why I chose to get, go with the Brazil nut. Um, I saw that video. I shared it with Chris and Chris was like, do it. So, um, also we've also been very intentional about like making sure you both feel included in the process. I know for me, for sure. I'm just like, do you feel like you're involved? <laughs> How involved do you feel? Right. Um, and I always, I'm like, you know, every time that we, that we talk, that something happens, I'm like, yeah, you know, baby's doing whatever, you know, or like, 
I don't say that. I don't feel like I don't feel like moving. But like I don't know why I said that as an example. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you got that big squishy thing. What? What's that thing called? A placenta. Yeah, that placenta. Placenta. <laughs> I know. I know. But yeah, that's in the way, ain't it? Yeah, it's in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so I've been I've been intentional about like making sure Chris feels included and like understands everything because I also know that like when people or doctors are talking like sometimes they can make it make sense for me as like a doula but like not as a person who's like new to the birthing world yeah um we also like consciously chose like all the things involving like uh erythromycin the eye ointment vitamin k specific things during pregnancy like um we declined the like blood test to see like if our kid is missing a chromosome or like has like anything like wrong with them um and then like that 10 week scan yeah um and i was talking to someone the other day and, and they made it seem so like like simple you know like what are you gonna do if your baby has these things like if your baby has down syndrome or whatever like you're are you gonna abort it now at 10 weeks or like or what you know yeah. and it's like no right you know so like as long as the kid's doing great when we get the anatomy scans and they're like living their best life in there i wish i could feel them but like you know that's all that really matters right so um the kids are doing great they're just chilling in there that's right that's really the so yeah we were in charge of our birth choices and i mean we still are as as things progress we'll definitely keep that going um we did all the research for things like um like understanding cloth diapering and like yep. trying to figure out that's what we wanted to do we obviously decided to chest feed um i don't know we've been very interested about who we share things that our pregnancy with mm-hmm. um Chris just outed that I had an anterior placenta, um, but like whatever. Oh, I, I, I was gonna cut that out. Oh, you don't have to. It's fine. Oh, okay. It doesn't make it doesn't make a difference in terms of labor. Yeah. Um. So that's really cool. I think I don't know. I I feel like um, we've been very interested about the pregnancy. We've like every like thing that like hurts. We're like, okay, let's get a pillow. Put it here. You know, like um, even things I didn't know, like the vinicava that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, that vein that goes like from, I think it goes to your spine. Yeah. To the to your like pelvic bone, is that right? Uh, I guess so. Okay, I think it's like a I vein. Hope so. <laughs> I think it's like a vein. Uh-huh. Um, but like making sure that I don't, I don't like I didn't know that you couldn't lay on. It's not not that you can't. I know that it's not ideal to lay on your right side because it put pressures on it, which affects like your breathing. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better yeah, if you lay yeah, on your yeah, left yeah. side instead, like things like that, and then. I started prenatal yoga this week, which is nice because like I've been wanting to get back into yoga. Um, I'm still stretching in the morning. I've been very like intentional about like letting my body flow. So like today I didn't do it because my body didn't feel like it, but like maybe mm-hmm. I'll feel like it tomorrow. You know, like whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, that was a lot, but I feel like when it comes to like us intentionally parenting, I think, or like intentionally being pregnant and like in the body and like being present with the pregnancy it it feels very nice yeah for sure and i think that once baby gets here we're not limited to what we can do you know what i'm saying yeah i feel like we want to keep evolving and growing with everything that's going around you know what i'm saying yeah we're not going around what's going on um yeah how do you feel like we were intentional about like our parenting choices 
Um, I know before, um, I know like I had a list that I did not want to do. Like I didn't want to do this, 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 and this, you know what I'm saying? So me coming to an understanding with myself is like, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to end up doing it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because you're fighting so hard not to do it. You're going to be like, damn, I ended up doing what I didn't want to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that we came, we came up with like things that we can do other than like with this situation here, right? How can we maneuver through that situation? You know what I'm saying? And not have to go through the regular way. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we making, then we make stuff a lot easier for each other. Yeah. So, and I think, I think too, we also have understood that like maybe our parenting style isn't what we've seen in other folks who are around us who are parents. Mm-hmm. Like maybe as a, as a team, we parent differently. Yeah. Um, and that's also okay. And like understanding that like we get the right to choose what kind of parents we want to be yep. and we can change that at any time. You know, like if we're, we're like, we're dental parenting today but we're gonna conscious parent tomorrow Mm -hmm. i learned what's the difference (laughs) um you know but like things like that have been very helpful for me because i'm like you know i want to make sure that i'm like this and my kid knows this and like i'm obvious about like you know queer things you know that maybe aren't so Mm -hmm. obvious with our relationship because we're obviously like this Mm -hmm. but like you know, understanding that, like, I, I would like my kid to be able to understand that aspect of me and, like, you know, my non-binariness and, like, all of these things that, like, I'm like, how can I be sure to tell the kid this but, like, appropriate, age-appropriate way, you know, like, and that, that it obviously isn't, like, everyone's parenting goals. Yeah. Um, But then I think also, like, when I talked about, when we, when we announced we were pregnant and we were talking about, like, the kind of parent that we want to be and I was like, I'll make you a stay-at-home dad, you know, like, mm-hmm. And because because I would like to be able to work and be a parent, like I don't I don't think I need to pick between the two. I definitely don't want to be a stay at home parent. Nah. Um, couldn't really truly couldn't be me. Nah. Um, We're gonna be out doing something. Yeah, seriously. I can't <laughs> be in the house all day. When I be catching a headache or something. Yeah. Um. So I think like in understanding that the way that I parent will also be able to have balance and flexibility, and like I'll be able to like show up for brunch on Sundays, but also be parent present with my kid on Sundays as well. Like it's not, I don't want it to be like an either or kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so in the podcast I was telling you about, um, it's sensual as a mother by Evian Whitney, um, on the sensual self podcast. And, um, when them and Shan were talking, um, Shane was talking about how like her being a parent isn't like triumphant or like, coming over the fact that she's still a sex coach mm-hmm. and like that's still something that she really wants to do like um and it doesn't take away from the fact that she's an illicit mother because she's out doing like sex education you know what i'm saying yeah and i feel like that's the same thing for me like i don't i want to be able to like if i decide to continue doing or like expand that into like whatever it goes to or like content creation or whatever like i don't want that to be like limited because i'm now a parent yeah um which i think is a hard concept for some people to to like grasp like i've told you before people who i've talked to have been like there's no way like you'll be chest feeding and like you'll be a parent and i'm like but like that's my mission like i'll Mm -hmm. figure it out right you know um so yeah i think that that's also something that we've been very intentional about and like understanding is like we don't want 
parenting to be like taking over our entire lives, but also it not be like the thing that limits us from being ourselves still, um, which will be, I think, an interesting thing to watch us like tackle. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's going to be really fun, man. Um, Not saying it's going to be easy or anything, but I think it's definitely going to be uh, lit. I think we're pretty lit people. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. How do you think we, I don't know if this is like a real question, but like, do you feel like you're prepared to like raise a human who is like autonomous and like could be whatever, whoever, wherever, whenever they want? Like, are, do you feel like you are ready to raise an adult or do you feel like you're ready to raise a kid? Um, I think I'm ready to raise an adult because obviously you raise them as a kid, but you have to let them grow into an adult and then you guide them through adulthood. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just stopping at each point. I mean, you pretty much raising a kid, well, grooming them into an adult, you know what I'm saying? So their own selves, you know what I'm saying? So you helping them find who they are and letting them find who they are. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you just basically guiding them through life. Yeah. So you basically guiding them to be an, an adult. So you feel so. like you're ready for that? Yes. You ready to see our kid grow up? Yes. Navigate life? Yes. That's insane. What about you? Um, I just, I, yeah, I'm ready to raise an adult. I feel, I feel excited to raise an adult. I don't know why I said it like that. I think I think that um, there's so many things I want to give my kid that like I currently have like am holding on to. Mm. Um, not for like waiting for you to get here so I can like attack them with all this information kind of thing, but like I feel like I'm <laughs> like I feel like newborn gonna be like what? <laughs> right, exactly. And like remember this moment, remember this, you know, like and they're like two weeks old. Right, bro, gonna be sleep. <laughs> um, but like. You know, I think there's so many things that I would like to give my kid for them to have when they become an adult. Um, and like so many things I want to teach them while they're a kid so they can take that into their like young adulthood and then into adulthood. Yeah. That's how it goes, right? It's like infant, toddler, kid, young adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. So I just want them to talk to me as soon as they come out. Yeah, we're like, not hey, doing Dad. that. No, What's we're, up? we're not <laughs> doing that. But they're just going to be crying and sleep, boring for the next few months. Yeah. Eat, sleep, shit, repeat. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Boring. And then he's going to look at me. Like, what's up, player? Holding their head up. Right. Next struggling. Oh, bobblehead type. (laughs) (laughs) I love to see it. Um, One more question that I have. Actually, this is for you and I. Did you want to talk about antinatalism or no? Right now? Or do you want to save for the next one or something? And we're talking about intentional parenting. Okay, then go ahead. I mean, I'm... Okay. Um, there's one more thing that I, like, I wanted to bring up on this topic of, like, intentional parenting. Um, I ran across a video on TikTok uh, ooh, a while ago. And I told my therapist about it. I told one of my friends about it. And I told you about it, obviously. But mm-hmm. I wanted to say it here um, as well. And it's about antinatalism. Um, which is from my understanding the like conscious choice not to have kids because of the state of the world yeah. um, with like war and like 
oxygen and like climate change um, and all these things that are going on right now. And it's basically like the resistance against having kids because they don't have the kids, babies, infants aren't able to consent to come here. Um, And like the thought that when you choose to procreate or don't choose to procreate, but keep the baby, you are taking away the kid's choice to like be born. And obviously when they're born, they have to deal with all the things that are going on in the world that like either like generationally aren't yours to deal with anymore because like either you've like passed away or like you're too old to deal with them like physically. Yeah. Um, but they have to deal with them now because like they're here. Um, I wanted to know like, I don't know, I guess like your thoughts on antinatalism, like where you stand, especially now with like black people being murdered in the grocery store and elementary schools getting shot up, um, all happening in like a two week span. Mm-hmm. And we're obviously expecting a black child to come into the world. So mm-hmm. like what like what your thoughts are on that? How are you feeling about it? Is it heavy? <laughs> like what are where are you at? I mean, yeah, it's heavy because all these innocent people are just getting gunned down. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we can't we can never win here. You know what I'm saying? It's like like e- even in the video when with the in the grocery store, like the guy, I don't know if he shot the white guy or um was about to shoot him, and he was like, "I'm white," and he was like, "Oh, sorry," you know what I'm saying? He was just yeah. going for all the people of color, and it's so annoying because what do we do? Yeah. Other than fight for our rights and just try to live in in this world, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely hard bringing a kid in right now because all of that but i do plan to educate them on everything you know what i'm saying like laws their rights you know what i'm saying but i'm also like i'm going to protect you you know what i'm saying so to so if you run into anything i always got you but i'm not always going to be there right you know what i'm saying they're going to be out doing their own thing and i'm just going to be miles away you know what i'm saying so yeah um yeah i just plan to educate them and try to steer them into the right path and try to make them think for themselves yeah and never like have someone else think for them you know what i'm saying so so they can always end up in those good situations and not so much bad situations so what about you what yes um I thought actually a follow-up question. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, What's the follow-up? Um, was something that you thought about, like, the state of the world when we decided to get pregnant? Was it something that you, like, considered? I know that we didn't talk about it in, like, a whole lot of depth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that it's something that we both probably potentially had in our mind. So I'm wondering. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I thought about it. Um, yeah, I just, I just didn't think it was, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, every day type you know what i'm saying like after we marched like i felt like we had like we marched for a reason yeah. like like other people think like oh we're stealing we're joy stuff you know what right. i'm saying so it's like no like y'all clearly see how they treat us you know what i'm saying like yeah we're getting shot sleeping in our own bed you know what i'm saying it's ridiculous but 
Yeah. I don't really know how to answer that question, honestly. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, when I, when that I considered for sure before we decided to get pregnant, I don't think I verbalized it to you. Um, but I also like know and understand that the decision to, a couple of things here to think about. A couple of things here. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. A part of me feels like um, there's this idea that there's like a life contract, like purpose that you have um, when you come to be born. Um, and I do believe that that that's a true thing. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like sometimes kids come into the world and they are like, they're here for a reason. Um, and I think too, like when, when I was thinking about it previously, obviously knew I was going to raise a black child being that I was already with a black man. Um, and I think a part of me never knew like how I could do better to raise my kid here. You know, like I knew what kind of information to give them, you know, what kind of like language to use, you know, what things to form them about. But I think as I've like watched the antinatalism video that, 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 that creator had posted, um, and then also like looked into it some more myself and like obviously thought about it as like things in Buffalo and in Texas happen. I've also come to the, I want to, I don't want to say realization, but like the conclusion that like, well, one, I'm already pregnant. Yeah. So, um, that we know for sure. Right. <laughs> um, and the kid's doing well, so we're good. Um, but then like two, I think like, as a parent, I'm able to make the choice to like not subject my kid to this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I'm not saying that like racism isn't everywhere, right? Like people hate black people and that's just, that's kind of it. Yeah. Except maybe black people. Yeah. Um, but like, I think the idea that like the U S is the only place for us to figure our shit out is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and understand like there's value in, like my money being taken out of certain places and like my vote being in this place or like my understanding growing every day. Um, and then obviously doing that and being conscious and intentional about the people who are subjected to my kid or like where they go to daycare or like the kind of things mm-hmm. you're learning in school, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that are also up to me. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like, we should all leave the U S you know, I mean, we should, but, um, right now my mission is not like to think like, you know, damn, I shouldn't have had a kid, you know, like I shouldn't have got pregnant, you know, Mm -hmm. because it, it already happened and I'm excited to be pregnant and I'm Mm -hmm. happy that we were able to try and be successful. And, you know, obviously it's going well, very so far. Um, we have a great birthing team, but like, I I think more so I'm thinking about like long term, how can I ensure that my kid is more safe than they are in the US? Um, what does that look like for us being like stable enough financially, being secure and like what we have here? Um, cause I don't know if there's anywhere that feels safe in the US right now to go to. Yeah. You know, like with all the things for abortion, like we were thinking about moving to Texas before mm-hmm. and they were like, uh, no abortions. And we were like, well, that's definitely not safe. Like they don't give yeah. a fuck about, you know, people with uteruses. Like that makes no sense. Or uterize. Is that proper? Anyways, you know, like, so, um, it was not like an attack on our blackness, it was an attack on our bodies. So like, damn, 
you can't really win for losing. And I'm not, I'm not yep. saying that like, I'm like all up to date with the rest of the world and all of their policies and things like that. But like, I know for sure that the U S is not the place for us to only be when it comes to raising a family. And if yep. source allows us the opportunity to be able to like leave the U S then I will take it mm-hmm. because like, I know that my family deserves better. And like, I'm able to figure out how to maneuver in the U S right now is just me, but I'm going to do that and protect the child while they're like three Mm-hmm. what the actual fuck you know yeah <laughs> so that's kind of where i think where i am now in that in terms of that but i i didn't know there was like an actual term for like you know actively like not having kids because of the state of the world yeah you know yeah that's pretty cool yeah for sure so that was how we are intentionally parenting pre yeah. during and post birth we'll we'll check in again with you guys to see how we intentionally parent afterwards yeah after the kid is here and we actually have to deal with like their chris's attitude that he gave them and my cuteness that that i gave them um because i don't really have that many bad traits i don't don't even have attitudes christopher you don't have attitudes no but when you do have an attitude it's not attitude but all right yeah i just want to take a moment and say a prayer for the uh well not say a prayer but send prayers to texas Cause that was very traumatic and very, very, very fucked up. Um, but yeah. But all right, guys, it was a um great episode, man. And thanks for tuning in again. I mean, y'all are like running up the numbers, man. Like, run it up. It looks run it up. It looks very great. We love the support, and um, yeah, so grateful. So grateful for the for the support, but. Yeah. Um, you want to do the the uh, socials? Oh, yes. So you can follow us on Instagram without conditions pod. My Instagram is the Jess G Bright. Um, oh, y'all can start following our YouTube, too. Oh, yes. Our YouTube is without conditions podcast as well. Um, we'll put everything in like the description of this episode. You, 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 you. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys over there. In a couple months, we're getting everything set up now so we can, you guys can see us and watch us cast on the pod. Yep. Um, but follow us on our socials. Yeah, that'll be fun. Crazy. It's actually, if you, it's just one, edit the video. Mm. And then when you edit the video, the sounds will actually attached to it, and then you can just take that. Oh, for real? Yeah. Put it up there. Take the audio. Um. Anyways, you can follow us on socials. I told you them already. Um. You can also follow the podcast. Yep, and, and leave get, comments. Yeah, leave comments we so that like, we can we love reading them. Read them. Um and we will see you guys next time. Soon. <laughs> yep, next time. Peace. 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 in the fast lane, pedal to the flow, man. Trying to get, get back, back to your love. love. Your love. Mm, she got that good thing, you my little good thing. Whoa, okay, we go.